welcome to Krukun Community Church with myself, Sean and Stephen Gray. And welcome everyone on Zoom, welcome everyone on Facebook Live, and welcome everyone on YouTube Live and those catching up this week. Welcome to all of you on this wonderful Sunday. Okay, we just want to remind you that you can chat to us at any time. On Zoom, you can put it in the chat. On Facebook Live, you can put it in the chat. And on YouTube, you can chat along to us. So why not drop us a message anytime through the service? Um, but one of the things we want to ask you right now is what have you been thankful for for this week? What have you looked at? What have you found this week? Have you thought, do you know what? That's a good reason to say thank you. We're going to play a worship song in just a moment, after which... Yeah, you can just type in any kind of thanks and I will read them out at the end of the serv- or at the end of the song and we will pray for you. So what do you want to be thankful for? In the meantime, we're going to have our worship song which is called Blessed Be Your Name. Blessed be your name in the land that is plentiful, where the streams of abundance flow. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name when I'm found in the desert place, though I walk through the wilderness. Blessed be your name. Blessing you pour out, I'll turn back to praise. When the darkness closes in, Lord, still I will say, Blessed be the name of the Blessed be your name when the sun's shining down on me, when the world's all as it should be. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name on the room marked with suffering, though there's pain in the offering. Blessed be your name. Yeah. 
Uh, bless you guys. Thank you for everyone who's been putting in the various chats, your reasons to be thankful. I'm just going to read you one or uh, two of them. So someone wants to be thankful for a house, for their family. Um, we've got to be thankful for the schools going back and all the parents say, amen, all the schools are going back this coming Monday. Uh, we want to be thankful for the care homes, for the guys who are... Um, I know some of them are watching today for the provision that the care homes have given us over the past year. Well, since they've been in existence really, but certainly over the past year. We want to be thankful for a granddaughter who's um, feeling much, much better at this time after an illness. We want to say thank you for sunshine and thank you for neighbours who help us um, quite unexpectedly. We want to say thank you for family. I'm just looking on the screen here. Thank you for the wonderful workers getting food ready in the, in the church to be a good neighbour, guys. Um, thank you. It's really, really good to see Dorian and Jenny on the screen with us this morning. But thank you, God, for all the provision that he gives us. So let's pray together, guys. Let's really be thankful for everything that we have. So, Father, we want to say thank you. Thank you for your continued love and your mercy, which is poured out every day towards us. We want to say thank you for all the things that have been mentioned. They really are reasons to be thankful and really, really to give us joy in our hearts. So as we continue through the service, as we continue through this day, may our hearts be postured towards you with an attitude of thankfulness and gratefulness because you are wonderful. And we all said, Amen. Amen. Okay, guys, what we're going to do, we're going to um, actually have our prayer topic, first of all. And actually this week we have a prayer topic and a little bit of an update on Awaken Love for Africa. So Sophie is going to give us a little prayer update, after which we're going to have a worship song, which is Jesus Be the Centre. But first of all, thank you, Sophie, for sharing this prayer update. Hi, everyone. Sophie here from Awaken Love. I'm really excited to be doing the prayer this morning uh, for Kruken. I'm at the Waffle House in Axminster in the upstairs office, just been praying up here um, for this um, country and for Kenya as well, um, that God would move. And um, just really excited by a bit of scripture that um, God gave me um, from Philippians 4 verses 6. I'm going to read it to you and it's just so exciting and so encouraging for us right now. And it says, do not be anxious or worried about anything, but in everything, every circumstance and every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, continue to make your specific requests known to God. And it's just so amazing that in every circumstance, in every situation, with thanksgiving in our heart, make our specific requests known to God. And God wants to know our specific requests. It's so easy to go round, but when we go specific of, God, we need this specific thing, um, with thanksgiving in our heart and giving every circumstance and every situation to him, he's there and he listens. So today I want us to pray for awakened love for newton um one prayer point is for newton this morning and um, that god would give him wisdom god would give him strength the other one is to pray for uh, the whole organization over there we're in the middle of trying to plant another 49 acres of land that god would provide financially and three that god would just 
protect, provide for all of the Gideons, every need that they have, that God would be seen on that land, that many people would come to know him. So if you pray with me this morning, that would be amazing. Uh, Father God, we come to you with every circumstance, with every situation, with thanksgiving in our heart, making our specific requests known to you. Lord, and I ask right now, Jesus, that you give Newton wisdom, you give him strength, you give him um, encouragement, in this time that he's going through in his life, Jesus. I pray, God, specifically that you would provide financially for us planting on the land at the Gideons, that you would provide for seed and fertilizer and enough money to plow, Jesus. God, I ask that you provide financially for Awaken Love and for the Gideons every month, that they will not lack in anything that they do, Lord. But God, you would, you would provide more and above for every single need that they have. God, I thank you for what you're doing in Kenya. I thank you for what you're doing in our lives at Krukan. God, I pray that you encourage anybody this morning that's feeling anxious to present their request to you, God. Every situation, every circumstance with thanksgiving in their heart and ask God specifically that you would move in that area of their life, Jesus. I thank you, God. You are good. You are amazing. And it is such a privilege to be able to pray to you and have a relationship with you. In Jesus' name, thank you.
Excellent. I would also want to encourage you to you know, keep praying for awakened love for Africa. And especially one thing, we, one of the um, comments we received this morning, things to be thankful for, was actually the vaccine. And we are hugely, hugely grateful for everything that's happened in this country. But of course, for places like Kenya, access to the vaccine isn't on the same level as what we have here. So please do pray that vaccine gets, um, yeah, it gets dispersed right across Africa and for the Gideons and for Kenya and for everything that they do. So keep praying for that. Okay, now over recent weeks, we've had plenty of interviews or chats with Shan, and we're going to have one in just a moment. Um, but can I just say that not all the chats with Shan go, well, they don't necessarily always go to plan. For example, there's internet problems or people uh, find difficulties connecting or the quality of what is recorded we can't always use. But we persevere, and here's an example of this. I've run home from work, put some makeup on, make myself look a little bit more presentable. Oh, you, you look gorgeous as ever. <laughs> don't, don't know about as ever. <laughs> <laughs> you do. You always look gorgeous. Oh, brilliant. Okay, so you were, were you happy with the questions? Yes, yeah, fine. Yeah? Never slept at all last night. Oh, no! Yes, I, I, never, I never had a wink sleep. <laughs> oh, it's supposed to be nice and relaxed and a little bit just... I know, like, I know. Yeah. It, it's me, isn't it? It's me. I get hit up sometimes. <laughs> anyway, it's supposed to be nice and relaxed, no threat, no pressure. That's what a chat with Sean is. Except when you're asked to do one, it can sometimes cause you a little bit of an issue, like Mary, who didn't sleep for the whole night. night. Oh, gosh, here we go. Anyway... When we did get to do the interview, these are some of the things that Mary and Shan have said. Well, good morning everyone and welcome to another chat with Shan. Today I have the lovely Mary with us. Mary, would you like to introduce yourself to everyone? Yes, hello everyone. My name is Mary and I belong to the Crewcombe uh, Community Church. Brilliant. So Mary, how has the pandemic affected you? Um, well, I suppose I'm normal like anybody else. So, um, you know, it affected me in many ways. Uh, when it first began, I wasn't in the best of health. So in one way, um, it made me rest, which done me good. Um, but I got lonely at times and, um, you know, and uh, depressed and um I love to be with people, so not being with the family or, or with the family, you know, our family, the church family, was very hard at the time because I love company and I love people. Yeah, we all know that. Those of you that know Mary know exactly what she's saying is true. So, Mary, how, what's kept you going? What has kept you going through the lonely times? Well, the Lord has kept me going. I mean, my faith in the Lord and that and um, and the kindness of people. You know, I mean, uh, uh, when you and Steve passed by, I used to wave up or Aaron or the little girl, you know, and that was lovely. That, that was really lovely. And uh, at other times I might find a bunch of flowers on the doorstep. But, uh, you know, many friends and that have really kept me going, you know. Oh, I'm brilliant. not wanted for anything. Brilliant. If you could give one piece of advice or help to anyone, 
what would you give them? What would you say to them? If I could give them one, well, I must tell you this first. <laughs> it says, doesn't it, that all things work together for good. Well, during that time, now about two months ago, the Lord started to speak to me through his word. And uh, you know how desperate and hungry I am for more of the Lord. Yeah. And that really thrilled me. And he's been speaking to me, which really blessed me. You know, so good came out of it all. Oh, brilliant. I'm so glad. You know, it is difficult. I've got to be honest, when I was a little bit younger in my faith, I always used to think all things would work out for good. I kept thinking it was all good things. All good mm. things would work out for God's glory. And I realized it's during my walk, it was the bad things as well. God worked through the bad things as well. Absolutely. And you can be a bit naive. So, yeah. is, there, so, you, you, sorry. so is there anything in particular that perhaps that is really spoken to you then through that, that walk, that bad things, or is it just through the loneliness? Um, well, I think, you know, we, we need a greater commitment to the Lord. I think we need so much more of the Lord to be truthful. I think we need to get a fresh start and go back into the word uh, because I think there's a lot in the word that we've got to learn or unlearn then, let's put it that way. You know, because some people, I don't know about you, uh, but Christians, it says about, you know, seek him with all your heart and you will find him. Now, usually, if you know a lot, you can use your mind instead of your heart and the spirit. That's what I find anyway. I mean, I might be talking out of place, but that's no. what I believe. Oh, but brilliant. Is there, is there anything else you would like to tell everyone else before we go? Well, I, I would like to say to people, you know, I believe in my heart of hearts that there's going to be a new awakening in the church. It's going to be different. It's going to be change, which we've all got to get used to. I think that God's going to have his, his people back, his body. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, um, I would say to anybody that perhaps have lost their faith or or, you know, feel discouraged at the moment, I would say, come home. Or anybody that, you know, that doesn't really know the Lord to really yeah. accept him because they don't know what they're missing. You know, yeah. you cannot say no more than that, you know. I think coming home is a really important part, isn't it, is to mm -hmm. see those prodigal sons and daughters, um, mothers and fathers, nephews and nieces coming yes. back. that's and right. I it's and right. I think you're right, there is a new season. I think God is sorting out things, sort of stripping away through the COVID season, things that we were perhaps focusing on that mm. weren't him, was not him. Yeah. And I think through this, that the prodigals, our loved ones that we love so much, that we know have made commitments mm -hmm. and they may have fallen away, that will come back to him, will come back to their faith. Yes, yeah, exactly, Sean. Yeah. Yeah. You really encourage There's nothing you. like it, and there's more to come. Oh, for sure. Oh, well, thank you, Mary. Thank you for meeting with us. Sorry it was a little bit disjointed, and we had people interrupting us. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. That's, that's life. 
<laughs> oh, do you know, it is life, isn't it? It is full Absolutely. of life. And my house is always full of life. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, I love you. And I'll get Steve yeah, I love to edit you. this. I love you lots too. Mm, I love you too. Okay. Bless you. God bless, bless you. you. Oh, oh, I got... I it was lovely meeting with Mary this week. It really was nice. From that sort of chat we had with Mary, um, I just pulled out a few things that we can pray for this week. Loneliness. So while the, chat, while the song um, is being played today, if you've got an issue with loneliness, please write in. We'd love to pray with you. Depression. Maybe depression is something that is just there on that you're on the cusp or you're right in the middle of it. Please, again, let us pray for you. We would like to pray with you prodigals the prodigals that we are so close to our hearts we know that we we want them we know god's got a plan we know god is in control but we want to pray for our prodigals in our lives we want to pray for a fresh start a fresh start in our faith a fresh start in our outlook a fresh start asking the holy spirit just to renew what is there i also got out of there sort of a new awakening Perhaps God is calling you to a new awakening, a new realisation of what he's got in store for you, a plan that is there for you. As we sing, um, not as we sing, well, you can sing as well if you want to, but as we play the next song, please, please put in your prayer request. If anything that Mary's touched on in that, even if it's something I haven't brought out, something you would like prayer for, we would like to pray with you. So our next song is, I'm just having a quick look at my notes, Come As You Are. Okay, thank you. Come out of sadness from wherever you've been. Come broken hearted, let rescue begin. Come find your mercy. Oh sinner, come near Earth has no sorrow That heaven can't heal So lay down your burdens Lay down your shame All who are broken Lift up your face
has no sorrow that heaven can't heal. Earth has no sorrow that heaven can't heal. burdens and come as we are please join me in prayer with a few things okay Lord I thank you that we can come as we are come exactly as we are because you know who we are Lord I want to bring forth to you now people we've had a couple of people say they are really struggling with depression and loneliness Lord we just cover these people with prayer it is a difficult time when our natural reaction is to go to them, to talk to them, to be with them, maybe even to hug them. But that's the one thing we can't perhaps do at this moment in time. Everything is done virtually, which doesn't always help, Lord. But Lord, we know that you are there, that you are next to them, that you are with them. Through the people that are struggling with depression and loneliness, let them know that you are there next to them that you are with them. Lord, we just pray that people will seek you more. That was one of the other prayer requests, that people will seek God for the answers, not seek the media, not even seek to myself and Stephen, but to seek God for the answers, that God has the way, that we surrender our will to that of the Holy Spirit. And that is a key part. It is our active will we have to actively surrender to know and put our trust in God to know and the Holy Spirit will guide us. We pray for those whose faith just seems lost. They're being honest and true, our prodigals. We pray for those that feel disillusioned, lonely, depressed and just far away from you, God. We pray that your Holy Spirit will break into their lives in just in whatever way you feel fit for, for them, Lord. 
We pray for them and we pray that we ourselves will be here like the Father with our arms open wide to receive those back into the fold. In all this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And I um, just want to, to remind you, um, again, you can chat to us at any time. You can put any kind of prayer request up, but it's hugely important to pray for the prodigals. Do you know, in praying for the prodigals, we're also praying for something that is really close to the heart of our Father in heaven. So let's keep pursuing, let's keep bringing them before God, and let's keep praying for them. So, Mary and Shan, thank you for the chat. But just one final thing before we go, just to remind you that... When the chats happen, sometimes the doorbell goes, and this is what happens in between. I'm going to stop there. Can you hear the people in the house? <laughs> oh, it might be just me. I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, oh, my goodness, my front door's gone, and I can hear everyone. I can hear people outside chatting. I can't hear nothing. No. Uh, a dog has just run in. <laughs> <laughs> the usual things that happen in my household i just sit there going oh, okay a random Wonderful. dog's just come in as well it's fine <laughs> yeah oh gosh it's just to remind you guys that we do have a lot of fun when we're recording mm. the chats with shan and they do take a lot of editing on occasions <laughs> but we are really really thankful for all of you who are stepping up and saying actually they want to do something now i'm going to um, i've pre-recorded a little message which is going to play for you just in a moment but I just want to encourage you at this time when um, I'm doing the, the sermon which is coming up you can also chat why not put in a few comments if God is saying something to you through what is happening why not put it up because we can again we can share those things at the the end of the sermon perhaps there's something that you feel that God has laid on your heart that you want to share well this is a great opportunity type it in the chat in the, in the chat uh, type it on zoom on Facebook on YouTube you know, just type them all in there and we can share them with those. Um, well, we can share them with everyone. So if you have something that you think God is speaking to you about through the sermon, let us know. Or if you have a word that you want to bring that you think would be good for everyone to hear, again, let us know. But here's something I recorded a little earlier this week. Good morning, everyone. In a moment, I'm going to read a very famous Bible story from Luke's Gospel. But first of all, I want to just give you a little background as to why I've chosen this gospel story. Do you know it's common knowledge that I like to have one or two gadgets? I have one in front of the desk of me right now. And also I have one or two drawers at home full of cables. Actually, that's probably an understatement. I have quite a few of those also. But I was looking for a cable the other day and came across an old camera memory card, one of these little things. Um, which I might also add, I have one or two. But I was curious, curious as to what was on the card. So I connected it up to the computer and I found pictures on it from nine years ago. I hasten to add, the pictures were not of great quality. But from the pictures, I've derived this story. It was a Wednesday, it was early in May and there was quite a buzz around the town. There was things that had needed freshening up for a long time and all of a sudden they had been given a lick of paint. The flower beds were finely manicured and the roads had been swept. Anything that had a brass railing or a brass plaque had been polished within an inch of its life. The band had been booked and the bunting had been made. Apparently 1.7 kilometres of bunting had been voluntarily made and put up. 
If you owned a suit, if you owned a dress, if you owned a hat, chances are it had been to the dry cleaners. Or, if you were lucky enough, you might have got a brand new one. The great and the good were outside the town hall, and everyone else had flocked into town to become a great crowd. And what a crowd it was. I remember being in the crowd. It was a happy crowd, a buzzing crowd, a laughing crowd, a flag-waving crowd. It was, of course, the day that the Queen visited Krukern, the 2nd of May 2012, on her Jubilee tour. I mean, what an occasion this was, what a day this was, what a fuss around Krukern. And I took my place with the crowd at the bottom of Hermitage Street, probably surrounded by quite a few police officers. I remember saying, this is going to be a good day to rob a bank, because the police seemed to be slightly preoccupied. But what a moment this was for Krukern. Why? Because the Queen would visit only two places in South Somerset, Yeovil and Krukern. What an honour. Can I just add, by the way, she was only actually in Krukern 20 minutes. But the Queen was here. The Queen was passing through. This was the day the Queen came to town. Now, so to my Gospel story. The day that Jesus was passing through. A familiar story it will be to some of you, but it's found in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 19 and verses 1 to 10. It says this, Jesus entered Jericho and he made his way through the town and there there was a man named Zacchaeus. He was the chief tax collector in the region and he had become very rich. He tried to get a look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree beside the road, for Jesus was going to be passing that way. Now when Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus and he called him by name. He looked up and said, Zacchaeus, quick, come down because I'm going to be a guest in your home today. We are told Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and took Jesus to his house. And he was filled with great excitement and filled with great joy. But the people, the crowd, they seemed to be a little bit displeased. He has gone to be the guest of a notorious sinner, they grumbled. But meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I will give half of my wealth to the poor Lord. And if I've cheated people on their taxes, I will give them back four times as much. And Jesus responded, Salvation has come to your home today, for this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and save those who are lost. This is the story of the day Jesus came to town. Now, a little background if I may. Jericho itself lays claim to be the oldest continuous city in the world. Archaeologists have found more than 20 settlements as they've dug down over the years. Jericho itself lies 17 miles from Jerusalem, similar to the distance from Krukern to Taunton. Of course, if we drive it, it takes 35 minutes. And of course, they didn't have cars in those days, so you might need to walk it, which might take six or seven hours. Jericho was known to be the city of palm trees due to its well-watered area. It was, in fact, an oasis in a rugged desert terrain. 
Now in Jesus' time, it also had the reputation of being a winter garden, a place that was filled with villas, a place that was filled with wealth, a place of retreat for the great and for the noble. And because of that, its economy was good. It also had a Roman garrison stationed there. Now we also know that wealth draws in people who are looking to cash in, people who are looking to save, but it also draws in people who need help. Poverty was also around. Its size at the time, well, not sure exactly, but it possibly was around the size of Chard, maybe 8,000, 15,000 people, but it was a city in those days. So in walks Jesus. Stories of his miracles have gone ahead of him, and a crowd begins to gather. And with the crowd, this noise begins to rise. And with this noise, an excitement begins to be felt. I actually wonder, if I knew Jesus was in town, would I have gone to catch a glimpse of him? I suppose, like, not everyone went to go and see the Queen. I actually know a story of a lady who stood for two hours with her son waiting to see the Queen. She didn't actually want to see the Queen, but her son did. So not wanting to pass up in the moment, she turned up at Crewkern at 8.30. But when the moment came, the crowd that stood patiently all this time became a pressing crowd. The signal was the brass band that was playing changed its tune and began to play the national anthem. At that moment, everything changed. The woman who had a prime place, who stood there with the son, all of a sudden had to lift her son on her shoulders so she, he could get to see the queen. What did she get to see? A glimpse of a purple hat. You know, as good and exciting as the crowd is, it does create a quandary. Do I press in or do I stand back? Am I curious enough? Do I really want to see? I'm back to the gospel story. We are introduced to a man, actually a scoundrel. Apparently he's a sinner. His name was Zacchaeus, which ironically means the pure one. But in the crowd, you probably would not have given him any space. In fact, that you probably would have squished yourself a little bit closer together in order to block his view. He was a Jewish man, he was one of their own, but he had sold out and was working for the Romans. And to make it worse, apparently he was very, very good at his job. You see, he was in charge of all the other tax collectors. And to add pain to the disgust, he was also rich. Very, very rich. You see, taxes in those days was worked out quite simply. Rome wanted, actually sorry, demanded its share. And the person who collected it was also able to ask for a little more. Now remember that I said at this time this was a winter garden. There was plenty of trade, there was plenty of wealthy people who were going there to stay in the villas that were being built. And there was plenty of people wanting to sell goods to the wealthy. There was certainly money to be made. Zacchaeus? Well, he was well known, but he was not well loved. And then we're told an unusual fact, but one actually to serve and to, well, to serve to show his actions. We are told that he was small in stature. Now, factor that in to his popularity or lack of it and the pressing crowd. His chances of seeing Jesus were actually quite slim. Yet he had one thing curiosity. He decided to do something about this moment. It says that he ran ahead on the route, which actually a man, well, no self-respecting man in the first century would have run anywhere. 
but he ran and it says he climbed a sycamore tree. Why? He was curious. He wanted to see Jesus. He wanted to see what the fuss was about. And see Jesus he does. But Zacchaeus, who was suddenly looking to just to catch a glimpse of Jesus, becomes the centre of attention. I mean, we all want to be the centre of attention, don't we? Let me take you back to Krukern. Imagine that the Queen, in her bulletproof car, was on her way through Krukern, which is actually why my pictures were so bad, because she zipped past where I stood. But suddenly the Queen stops in front. She had asked her driver to stop, and she gets out of her car and says... Stephen, take me to your home. I want to have a coffee. What an absolute shock that would be. And here, back in our story, Zacchaeus, not such a popular man. He was a running man, which wasn't uh, a good sight, and a tree climbing man, which wasn't a good sight. And Jesus stops and says, I'm coming to your house for coffee. Do you know, we're never actually told what Jesus said to Zacchaeus, but it seemed to make an impact on his life. We're also told that the crowd didn't take well to what had happened. Jesus was now with the wrong person at the wrong place. This man was a sinner. This man was not a good person. Now, a couple of things here, if I may. Curiosity. Everyone wanted to see Jesus. And everyone then became the crowd. But is it fair to say that in life sometimes we often just find ourselves as one of the crowd? So a simple question would be this. What would you do to feed your curiosity if everything in front of you was against you? Secondly, when Jesus visits your home, when Jesus visits your life, change happens. Do you know we read that Zacchaeus gave back to the poor and he, he paid back in a fourfold manner from what he had taken. And everyone would go like, wow, this is actually incredibly generous. Actually, it was what was to be expected. He was a Jewish man and there was rules as to what he would need to do to reimburse people. So he was being obedient. Remember, as a Jewish man, to put it in today's language, he was brought up in Sunday school, he was brought up in church, he was familiar with God. Yet he found himself on the wrong side. His job and his wealth had become a problem. And remember, in the previous chapter, Jesus had told the story about how difficult it is for the wealthy to enter into the kingdom of heaven. I think one of the interesting things as well is Jesus doesn't tell Zacchaeus to give up on his job. Isn't it strange that for Jericho itself as a place, there are many occasions where Jericho is mentioned in the Bible, but two of the great occasions God speaks and uses people of ill repute. In the Old Testament, he uses Rahab the prostitute, and in the New Testament, here, he uses Zacchaeus, who essentially is a thief. But you know, change happens when we engage with God. Change happened to Zacchaeus. He was then... Um, told to be, uh, he was a true son of Abraham. He had done what was required of him. Jesus said, change has, vi has visited Zacchaeus, and he embraced it. Remember, we are never told what Jesus actually said to Zacchaeus. But Zacchaeus' curiosity was met by Jesus' invitation. So let me finish by suggesting this. Do you know, in life, the crowd is as much an obstacle as our stature. 
it is sometimes much easier simply to be part of the crowd. But when faced with an invitation, when faced with a personal invitation from Jesus, the crowd can often hold you back. And when faced with that same invitation, your past can also hold you back. Zacchaeus' stature meant he was conditioned by his culture to think lowly of himself. Maybe you think lowly of yourself. Yet Jesus stopped, Jesus spoke, and Jesus invited himself to Zacchaeus' house. The same invitation awaits you and me. Jesus knows who you are. Jesus knows what you are like. Yet he still chooses to call us by name. Jesus came to seek after lost people. Sometimes we can have all the right truths in all the wrong places. Zacchaeus was labelled a bad man by other people. He was a collaborator with the Romans. Yet Jesus sought Zacchaeus. It is personal. When Jesus seeks you and me, it is personal. You see, the promise of salvation is found in the presence of Jesus. Zacchaeus found it. Will you? This was the day that Jesus passed through the town. How would you respond? God bless. Thank you, Stephen. That's one of my absolute favourite stories, and every time I listen to it over the years, I still get more and more from it. God speaks to me in so many different ways. And God speaks to all of us. While we listen to the next song, our next worship song, Run to the Father, please, we would really like you, if God, the Holy Spirit, has actually laid anything on your heart through that sermon, anything that you would like to sort of add or just... To build up the congregation, build up things, add to the chat now. As the song Run to the Father, just add your thoughts, your comments. What is God saying to you at this moment through that sermon? Thank you. I've carried a burden. To bear it alone I hear your invitation To let it all go And I see it now I'm laying it down And I know that I need you I run to the Father I fall into grace I'm done with the hiding, no reason to wait My heart needs a surgeon, my soul needs a friend So I run to the Father again and again and again The price for my heart 
guys who have um, shared some comments. Just want to read through one or two of those and then we will pray together. One of the things that has come out that God is looking for us to respond. He's looking for us to, to engage with him. Um, and again, that's not an easy thing to do because we are so busy with day-to-day with -day stuff, so busy with just being a crowd. Sometimes we can miss that personal invitation. The other thing is when we spend time with Jesus, things change. Salvation happens through Jesus alone, plain and simple. And we really need to spend time with Jesus Christ and allow him to change our lives. It is something that is necessary. It is something that's so personal. It was very personal to Zacchaeus. But others in the crowd, could they have received the same thing? Well, they had to feed their curiosity. And my point from the sermon is, are we curious enough to do whatever it takes, whatever is necessary in order to spend more time with Jesus? Not just in the crowd, but actually with Jesus alone. One of the final comments is, what would our response be? What would our attitude be if Jesus chose someone in Krukern who was of ill repute, of bad reputation, and yet went and spent time with those? 
So again, sometimes we can be in the crowd and when we're in the crowd, it's easy to be, well, just part of the crowd and be cruel and be unkind. But Jesus sees past all the things that, that our lives present. And actually he presents his love, he presents his mercy and he presents his grace. Mm. It said, Jesus said he came, he came to seek and save those who were lost. And I'm gonna pray for that right now. I'm gonna pray for those who are lost, our prodigals. And I'm gonna pray for you. And perhaps you are feeling a little bit lost this morning. Perhaps you're feeling just a little bit part of the crowd. You are part of a crowd watching this, but perhaps you feel just part of it. There's something missing. I'm gonna pray that the presence mm. of Jesus changes your life. So let's pray together. Jesus, I'm so thankful that you said that you came to seek and save those who were lost. And Lord, sometimes we, we find ourselves as just people who run along as part of the crowd doing our day-to-day -day things without any real desire, without any real curiosity in our lives to draw closer to you. So Father, I pray for those who are watching right now who have uh, somehow just wandered away, who have just yeah, who just wandered away from you. There is no curiosity mm. left in their lives to know what you are like, what the presence of your Holy mm. Spirit is like, what it is like to be loved by a Heavenly Father. Jesus, I pray for them right now that you call out their name. As you called out the name of Zacchaeus, that you call out their name because you have an invitation waiting mm. for them. You tell us in Revelation chapter 3, Behold, I stand at the door mm. and knock. And anyone who answers the door and opens and bids you welcome, you will come in mm -hmm. and you will have that coffee, you will have that tea with them. So Father, I pray for those who hear you calling. I pray that they open the door to their hearts mm -hmm. and that you spend time with them and their lives are radically changed. Father, I pray for our engagement with you, mm -hmm. that we seek to be more involved with you. Father, I pray for our attitudes with you, that's, and our attitudes about other people, Lord, you seek and save the lost. You determine who you will find. So help us to be accepting and honoring of those things and those choices that you have made. So Lord, develop the curiosity in our lives. And Lord Jesus, for those of us who may be struggling at this point because maybe we don't know you, Lord, we come before you and we simply say, Jesus, I need you. Mm -hmm. And just simply begin to pray to Jesus. Jesus, I need you. I know that my life might seem okay, but actually there are so many holes, there are so many things that are missing. I'm asking that you come into my life and change me from the inside out. Change my heart, change my focus, and change who I am by being closer to you. In Jesus' name I ask, amen. Amen. Bless you guys. We are going to, we're going to ask Shan to close in prayer in just a moment. Um, but I just want to remind those who are watching on Zoom, if you stay on in the service at the end, we're going to be taking communion together. Pastor Jim will be leading us in communion. But I'm going to ask Shan to close our service today. And uh, therefore, we can say goodbye to the guys on Facebook and the guys on YouTube. Lord, thank you. Thank you for all that you have done for us. We thank you for Jesus. You thank you that you, Jesus was your son, that you sent him to die for us, for our sins, to save us from loneliness, to save us from depression, to save us from all those things that bind us and just keep us away from that blessings that you have for us, Lord. We pray and I pray that God's grace and favour will be on everyone this week. 
and that people will have a renewal of the Holy Spirit through their lives. I pray that each and every one of you will just receive the blessings and the salvation that belongs to our God. And we, I just pray that God, you will encounter God in a fresh and new way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Guys, it's been absolutely fantastic to have you today. Just to remind you, someone has just said, he goes with us wherever we go. Let's take that into the week that God goes with us. And I just want to encourage you, listen for his voice. He knows your name. He knew Zacchaeus' name. He knows your name. Just listen for his voice. Okay, guys, next week um, we're going to have a slightly different service because next week is actually one year. It is the first birthday of Be A Good Neighbour and it's actually the, what, the first anniversary as well of the last time we were all in the building together. So we're going to do a review of what has happened over the past year and bring you up to date with one or two things. So I'm just going to ask the guys, can we, we play a song? Can we play Run To The Father again? And uh, we'll close for YouTube and Facebook. But everyone else on Zoom, hang on. Jim will be with you in a moment and we'll um, share communion with us all. God bless you all.